Let's get this bitch started. Stupid yet the rhyme's so brilliant Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million Two high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling What the blood clot, how did all these thug rocks Have me looking dumb hot, with my eyes all bloodshot Now that's a mugshot, in the making No need for ovens when you're waking Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast H-Cubed up in this bitch Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're back with another episode this week. And this week, we're going to hit y'all with another regular episode this week while we prepare uh, the next album review that's coming up for you guys. So definitely stay tuned for that. And that's Doggy Style by Snoop Dogg. Yes, sir. And if you haven't checked out uh, that, uh, I always forget this nigga's name, Jack Harlow's <laughs> uh, album that we reviewed. That's what they all say. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Check that out. We, uh, it's been out for about a week now. Go ahead and check that out if you haven't yet. And uh, yeah, we're going to kick it with y'all and talk some hip hop shit for this week and see what's popping, man. For sure, for sure. So why don't we just go ahead and jump into it because y'all already know what we're here for. That's what we're doing. I want to talk about this first because this is like, it was already sad to begin with, but to hear how it actually went down is Mm. just ridiculous. So of course y'all probably figured out what I'm talking about is the issues with behind Pop Smoke's murder. Uh, come yeah. to find out, it was a 15-year-old nigga that they brought up in there, and he was the one that pulled the trigger. And the the working theory is, which makes the most sense, they had this nigga pull the trigger or do this shit or take the fall for it, whatever they're doing. Yeah. Uh, because, mm-hmm. obviously, he's underage, and he would get right. the least amount of punishment for said da-da-da-da-da. But probably this person is of color, African-American, Latino, whatever. And yeah. they tend to actually charge us as teenagers, as adults. Oh yeah, for sure. They find and every again, reason to do so. So, and you know, to, to add to what you were just saying, um, I think they came out and said that uh, the people who did it were gang members. So you know, that's that's kind of how it is, and, and and they're gonna try to have the younger person take downfall for it because, like you said, even though it might not be the case, even though they usually try to convict, like you said, black and brown people as adults when they do th- cases like this, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it's. Uh, it's still, I guess, in theory, it looks it, it looks better, I guess, that a kid did it as opposed to an adult. At least in the minds of, of you know, these gang members or whatever. So that's probably why they had the kid take the downfall or whatever. Honestly, I don't know. I just don't see a 15-year-old just having the, the whereabouts to just, you know, co-heartedly just kill a nigga. And mind y'all, mind y'all, apparently the news came out was that he was in the shower when this was happening. And that uh, they came in put the gun to to a girl that was in there his head and i guess told her to direct him to pop smoke now i don't know i'm sure you've heard this uh what i'm about to say but that apparently they're saying that the girl may or may not have been involved in that as well because how is it that they came in when he was in the shower yeah. when i ideally you'd probably be quote-unquote lacking would be when you're naked in the shower mm-hmm. you know what i mean you're literally and figuratively naked you know yeah. you don't have clothes and you're gonna on you so you know i don't know that that's kind of a weird a weird coincidence that that happened how it did uh you know i, I guess we'll probably never know really unless you know they have i guess concrete evidence to prove otherwise mm-hmm. but it's just there's a lot of of shit that's just weird about it you know and again just to add that the fact that there was a bunch of teenagers that did this, you know, that, that, that yeah, did this man. shit is just crazy. Yeah, man. And it's it's just like, okay, you don't think that, like you said, you don't think that kids are capable of this type of stuff. Maybe somebody oh, yeah. egged them on, you know, if they was in a gang, they obviously had outside influence on them or, or possibly exactly. had outside influence on them. Because I think you're right. I don't think a normal 15-year-old is going to think of just running up in somebody's house with a gun and blang blang and then stealing some no. shit. You know, I don't think that would typically occur to most 15-year-olds. No. And, and, let, and let me tell you, and if it would, right, they'd fuck up way before even get into his house because I feel like... Orchestrating this whole thing is something that, granted, I understand 15 year olds, you know, at, at this point in, in the world, they have a, a very, I guess, advanced way of thinking to some degree. Uh, but still, I feel like the intricacies that are involved with planning a robbery, especially of this kind of, you know, stake, which they have to go to where he was, which mm-hmm. isn't your typical, you know, neighborhood where they could just, you know, this nigga was in the Hollywood Hills. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Exactly. So, 
I just feel like in order to do that, you, you need an adult to orchestrate, to just know the ins and outs, you know, that come with that. So I don't know, man. It's just obviously, you know, it, everything is pointing to what we just mentioned, that maybe it was these kids are taking a downfall. And again, it's unfortunate that the, the person who really, I guess, ultimately planned this or wanted this to happen isn't going to be able to pay for it. But the reality of it is that a lot of times in the world, that's that's kind of how these things end, you know. And um, unfortunately, you know, these kids who are 15, 16 years old probably spend the rest of their life in jail, you know, to some degree. At least yeah. the rest of their adult life, you know, until they're, you know, old, uh, you know, just middle age, essentially. So Basically. I don't know, man. It's just it's, it's sad on both sides. Obviously sad on the, on the pop smoke side, but again, also sad. For, for the 15-year-olds, because I don't care what anybody says, regardless of how you want to feel about, you know, obviously them killing Pop Smoke, but a 15-year-old don't know shit. That's just the reality of it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we, we both remember when we was 15-year-olds, and even when we was 18-year-olds. You know, it's just, you really don't know shit, and you think you know shit, so it's just, you know, it's it's, it's unfortunate that, uh, that they had to, you know, go through that, and now they're going to have to pay the consequences. Exactly. It's sad, but I mean, like they always say, nigga, you do that shit, nigga, you going, if you get caught, you're going to have to pay for it. That's a fact. And That's a fact. You know, they're going to go harder on us just because we got a little melanin on our skin. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a fact. Let's go from that to something way <laughs> more opposite end of the spectrum as in Facts. fucking hilarious because oh, this boy. shit when i saw this fucking video okay so we already know that logan paul it's logan right logan is the one that's gonna fight floyd yes sir that okay so it. logan paul is gonna fight floyd we already talked about that last week yeah. but when they went to do the whole media meetup i'm guessing a little put your dukes up picture you know all that other shit ways yep. way in and shit something or jake paul his younger brother decided that he wanted to get in in, in some spotlight, you know, get his little Instagram shining real fast. So right. this nigga is messing around antagonizing Floyd. And you know Floyd is not about to not talk shit back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's getting mad heated at this point where I'm thinking, yo, so this is they're going to actually have a fight right here. But then again, I thought that this was actually Logan. I didn't know it was Jake until later. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was like, yo, he about to beat this white boy ass right here in the street or in the <laughs> in the stadium. Whatever. I guess it was Dolphin Stadium. Yeah, I was like, yep. yo, they they about to wreck in this stadium. And then this yeah. nigga said, got your hat like a five year old and took off yeah. running. And Floyd was right behind him. The whole crowd just zoomed. I was like, yo, I cannot believe this nigga really just rolled yeah. up on him and took his hat talking about gotcha. Like, bro, come on now. Let me tell you something, right? Let me tell you why that's so dangerous because I feel like there's a bunch of what I like to call, well, not just me, like to call uh, pe- uh, people of this, but I'm sure a lot of people call people this chads in the world. Mm-hmm. They're going to go out there and try to reenact this kind of thing and do their, their little YouTube prank channels and yeah, shit like that. And they're going to get their ass murked. Let me tell you. Let mm-hmm. me tell you, because if it's one thing, and I don't know if it's, this is just a, a, a black and Latino thing, but you do not touch a man's hat. Like, I've seen a nigga turn from zero to a hundred mm-hmm. off of some shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and I, again, I'm not sure what it is, but it's just, I guess, the disrespect of just, I don't know. Maybe it's, it's like, just, t- it's maybe it's touching. I feel like it's, it, it kind of goes with the whole, like, with black people. Like, I mean, I've been through this back when I had my, when my hair was long, I had my fro and I had braids and shit like that. Like when I would yeah. have my shit out, people would be like, oh my God, your hair is so crazy. Can I touch your hair? And I feel it's just an example of like, oh, it's, it's like a, a reflex of not wanting people to touch your hair because, because like a lot of like, I had Asian people ask me to touch my hair because they've never felt a black person's hair or white people because I've never touched a black person's hair. I've always wanted to feel what it felt like. I know it's different. So it's just like. I know like black women do that with their hair and that's a whole issue. You don't you don't touch a black woman's hair. Just like a right. black guy, you don't touch our hair, you don't touch our hat, like you don't yeah, you know, yeah. like if you got on I mean, that's one of the reasons I never became a sneakerhead is because I didn't want to have to live that life where if you scuff my shoes, we gonna oh, have to yeah. fight Same over thing. it. Like I'm, I'm not doing that. So but I mean it's yes, yeah, I guess it's just a level of disrespect, you know, coming and touching you on your yeah. head. It's like I guess it's kind of a I don't know, maybe a power move. People feel like anticipated or intimidated when you come in at their head and shit. Right. I, don't, I don't know. It could be a bunch of different things but oh no i'm sure and i don't know man it was just it was mad funny to watch obviously uh i think they i think even floyd as as angry as he appeared screaming and marching around and i seen the edit where they changed his voice to a little kid oh my god i have to you have to send me that 
I'm gonna look for it again because it was fucking hilarious. They changed his voice to a little kid, and he, and he sounded like what a badass though fifteen year old was. So, and it's funny because he's he's short, you know, he's like five six. So, you know, he he looks the part and everything. He just oh, looks man. like a, a old little kid because obviously. For those of y'all that didn't see, man, let's just say Floyd hasn't been to the barbershop in a couple of weeks. I don't know hey, what's going on. And that could on. be the whole reason, just embarrassment, because this shit wasn't right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to tell you. Maybe that was that. Maybe that was, again, his ego might have been hurt because now 50 Cent was able to take a shot at him. Mm-hmm. Anybody else who was talking shit about Floyd before this was able to take a shot at him. But hey. Because he looked crazy. Let me tell y'all. But no hey. shape up. Yeah, we, we have all learned. That you do not make public appearances where you are broadcast around the world. No. You don't pull a Tory Lanes. No. You don't pull a Tory Lanes. You make sure your shit is together. Facts. And then you can go out there and be free to take your hat off. You don't have to oh, worry yeah, about yeah, fighting yeah. somebody or being embarrassed yeah. when the pictures come out. Just make you know sure what? your shit is crisp before you go on TV. <laughs> I'm a, let me just give a real hot take right now. Uh-oh. <laughs> Flaming off the grill, off the skillet, all combined. All right, all right. I think maybe Floyd's camp has a mole in it. All right, ooh, ooh. and maybe Floyd's camp filled in Logan Paul and Jake Paul. Hey man, Floyd wasn't able to get his haircut this week. That's I don't know. That would I'm be just so saying. petty. That would be so petty though. I'm, I'm just dog. I don't. I would not put it past these niggas to pay the fuck out of somebody. Like, yo, I'll give you five million dollars if you, you know, give me some information on Floyd. Because you gotta think, right? The reality of it is, the more that this is hyped up, the more of these things happen where, like, you know, shit's going crazy. The more they're gonna fucking sell pay per view. That's just the reality of it. True. The more people are gonna come and watch. And and here's one another reason why I'm kind of iffy about if I want to believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Because before this fight. Uh, or before this shit all started to happen, this fight was scheduled and then it got canceled. I don't know if you remember that. It got delayed. Did it? It got postponed. Yeah, it got postponed because. Oh shit! And, and the rumors were that they didn't, they didn't think that they were going to be able to get enough people. Okay. To uh, to watch in order, so you know whatever they gave it more time and eventually they they set it up and now it's going to happen next month. Now obviously you know a situation like this. It's gonna heat up the, the the stakes, and people are gonna be like, "Oh, I, I really want to watch Logan Paul get fucked up, or I really want to watch Mayweather get fucked up." Whichever yeah, one, very true. So the the reality of it is that they're both pretty not really well liked people. <laughs> so 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 I feel like regardless, people are gonna tune in at the least to watch the other person lose. So. True. It's good. This is gonna be one of those hate watch things where you watch just yeah. to see which one which one that you hate gets it. That's pretty much what it is. Facts. Um, That's a fact, man. That's a fact, man. And honestly, man, I'm going to watch, obviously, just like everybody else. But I am not going to pay. Let me just put that out there right now. Oh, hell no. Not going to pay? Hell no. The plug will be hit up and the plug will deliver, as always. Oh, I'm sure they will. The plug never fails. Let me just say that. That's right. Now I will now, we're say we're not gonna say who the plug is. Or oh no, like we we already told y'all we, that. we not you got y'all got well, to figure it out. Yeah, I gotta figure it out. And when you do, you better not tell nobody. And you better make them figure that shit out too, because that's how shit gets. That's how niggas go to. Let's just say that's how motherfuckers go to jail. All right, let's just say. <laughs> what a piece. Let's just say. But yo, the say. truly funniest part of this, and I I hope to God that these photos are real. Like I hope to God that they're not like old photos or whatever. But Jake Paul had pictures posted the next day with both eyes blacked, his nose mm. looked fucked up, and it looked like he had a yeah. bruise on the side of his face. So it looked like at possibly, and you said you said you saw some picture where it looked like Floyd was swinging at him. Yeah. Um. So actually, that might have been the first picture I seen. Mm. Uh. He he's kind of has his arm, you know, extended out as if Floyd threw a punch. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't. Uh, you know, obviously a picture, a lot of context is missing. So I don't know if it connected. I don't know if he's pulling it back. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's before he landed. But again, he had black eyes after this shit happened. It looks like Floyd hit him. I don't know if he did or he didn't. So I'm just assuming that he did because of the black eyes. Yeah. And you know, Floyd you know still I mean? got enough strength in him right now to to black your eye with off one hit. Oh, Easily. Yeah. Easily. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and I don't care what anybody says. You know, Floyd hasn't necessarily been you know, power punch in his career, mm-hmm. you know, necessarily, but he's a fucking professional boxer. Exactly. And he's knocked people out. Exactly. Regardless of uh, regardless of his style, and people might say it's a defensive style, 
he's knocked people out. So, you know, he, again, I, I don't care. Any professional boxer, really, you know what I mean? Anybody who's a trained puncher, you know, you can expect a, a punch to black and out for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. This is going to be an interesting fight. This just added more shit to it. Uh, although, like, really, did you really have to insert yourself, Jake? You could have just let well enough be alone. They already getting paid, uh, but I know you trying to bank off it too, bro. I mean, listen, let's be real. You already know they're they're already talking about it. That after this, it's going to be against him. So that's that's kind of where this is going. Yeah, we should Everybody, just have the brothers fight. Fuck the bullshit. We really should, even though I feel like I don't know that. that I, well, first of all, I think one of them is a little bit bigger than the other, but that's not stopping Floyd from fighting him. So I'm saying it shouldn't stop. It shouldn't stop the other ones. You're right. I feel right. like every fight that either one of them has had at this point, they fought someone who was like nowhere near their size. Like the Nate Robinson yes. fight for sure. For sure. For sure. I was like, come on, Nate Robinson. Like, I don't even know how, how different the reach was, but I mean, it was like almost a foot difference in height. It had to have been <laughs> close to that. Because I want to say Logan Paul or Jake Paul, whoever it was that, that fought that fight, I want to say he's at least 6'2". Mm-hmm. And Nate Robinson, if I'm not mistaken, is like 5'8". Yeah. Uh, so you know what I mean. I'm five eight myself. So I'm, I'm. Let me tell y'all, arm length is not our our, our strength there. So I don't I don't I don't see I don't see him having any uh, advantage in that area at all. Not at all. He's just gonna have to be able to get in and get them body shots. Really, I'm saying. And I'm can. saying. But I mean, that's what Floyd does. Floyd is good with the body shots. So yeah, no, for sure. And then again, he's able to close distance very well mm-hmm. uh, with his jab. He's able to you know come in and out and, and he's not fast. get hit. He's I'm fat, and again, he's he's done the one thing in, in boxing that you're supposed to do, and that's hit and not get hit. So that's he, he's he's one of the best to ever do it. So again, I understand that he's been retired. I understand, you know, whatever you want to call it. But I again, I just don't believe that Floyd has been out of the gym. I believe he's been continued to work out. He mm-hmm. still looks like he's in good shape. So I don't I don't see this really being a problem. The only thing that I can see ever even considerably being a problem mm-hmm. is the size difference. That's the yeah. only thing that because the reality of it is, dog, that puncher's luck is can can always happen. A puncher's mm-hmm. shot can always happen. You know, connecting a, a lucky punch or whatever. So mm-hmm. that's the only thing. Now again, Floyd hasn't taken a punch in probably three four years now. You know, since he's been in the fight. Yeah. So that might come into play. I don't know. So I guess I guess we'll see, and, and you know if he's even able to hit him. So we'll see. I I think Floyd will definitely be more than ready to take take Logan. I hope so. I, it, I hope so. It's just like yeah, like you said, like he does not look like he's out of shape. It's not going to take him that long. I feel like to get him get into fighting shape for him. Nah, I I, I highly doubt it. Honestly, he, the reality of it is he's probably stayed in fight in close to fighting shape. You know because I think when you become the level that Floyd became. It's not by chance. It's not by luck. I feel like it it's has to work. be by work. It's, yeah. it's hard work. And again, anybody who's really kept up with Floyd's career, aside from just, you know, watching and just essentially hating on him, mm-hmm. you'll really see that this guy really puts in the work. Like, I feel like if you, if you look at it and you see all the documentaries and all that shit that they have on him, mm-hmm. he puts in the work. And yeah. you can't be mad. You can't be mad at somebody who puts the work in, gets the job done and talks their shit. I can't get mad at that. Exactly. All right, y'all. So we're going to keep this shit rocking, man. And we're going to look into what happened. I believe this happened over the weekend, y'all. Yeah. Everybody's favorite girl right now, Sweetie. Everybody's favorite newly single girl. I'm just saying no no shade to Quavo. Single red Uh, bone. Single red bone. I'm saying, man. I'm saying. (laughs) Uh, You know, she's out here. And obviously, I feel like she's just like anybody else should and probably would. Is going to try to capitalize off of, you know, whatever and just keep, keep the... The attention on her going because that's that's the best part. And again, I feel like as an artist, that's what you have to do is keep the attention on yourself mm-hmm. until it's time to drop music, and then the music can be the attend whatever is keeping, hopefully keeping people's attention. Exactly. So so in this case, you know, she was out and about and walking around in Santa Monica Pier, and apparently she ran into a artist who was you know singing. I think this happens a lot on Santa Monica Pier, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, no, where, it happens uh, or, or just in California beaches in general. Where yep. Obviously, people go to California to become artists. Star an artist, they go to the beach and sing, you know, and hopefully get some change. So, mm-hmm. you know, people go there and do that. So apparently she walked by somebody who was doing that and got on the mic herself. Now, the funny part about this is that typically people who do this, right, are people who are actually talented 
but don't really have an outlet, you know, and you know, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Like, I feel this. Like, I, I already see the shade coming. <laughs> <laughs> listen, 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 listen. You know, and you're just like, oh damn, dog. Like, you know, he's he's pretty good, and and I see the talent, and I could tell he's passionate about it, and whatever. But when you come and you hear Sweetie talking about, hey, ass nigga, that that's my type. That's my type. You know, that's my type. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dead. I'm done. (laughs) So, you know what I mean? So, that's that. Look, again, no shade to Sweetie. It's just the truth, all right? True. Usually, and again, I'm not saying that Sweetie is not talented. I'm not saying that, you know, she doesn't deserve to be where she's at. I'm just saying that that particular song doesn't really demonstrate any real, like, because again, your only reason to support somebody who's singing like that is because they have like visible talent mm-hmm. that you're just like, oh, that right there is good. And there's nothing about that song that shows, at least to me, about Sweetie, you know, like, oh, she's a great singer. Or, mm-hmm. oh, look, look at those bars. Or it's just something very um surface level, I guess, is what I'm trying to say about that song. There's yeah. not really any anything to ooh and ah about, you know, and I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad song. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying there's nothing that you could really point to and be like, oh, that's, that's it right there. That's mad talent right there. <laughs> yeah, that's it right there. If this person just had an outlet or whatever. Now, again, I think that that's why people are looking at it kind of funny because, you know, she got up there and, and sung that song and, and people were just kind of looking at her kind of funny. Yeah. Because if you don't know who she is and you just hear her singing this, you're going to be like, who the fuck is this who the f- Like, <laughs> let, let me, let's be real. If that song was not popping and some random bitch was singing that shit on a boardwalk, You'd be people like, would be right? like, Let's, let's take the children this? away from you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And again, it's not because the song is bad. It's just that in that environment, again, I just feel like it's just weird to see somebody who just does that type of thing because typically, like I said, you'll see people playing the guitars, people fucking singing, mm-hmm. people people rapping, but it'll be like a very, like you could point out, oh, you see that bar or the way he did this or did that. Yeah. And again, it, the reality of it is, though, that what I was hearing just did not sound like that. That wasn't it. So... Well, maybe she's it, just y'all? working on her 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 live performances because you know she had that. Was it her that had that whack ass performance? Was it during the fight or something like that, or during something? She had a she had a performance during the fight. I didn't see it. Let me just say she was looking very cheeky that night. I'm just gonna say. But everybody um, was saying how bad. I remember I didn't see it, but I remember everybody was talking about how bad the performance was. So maybe she's I, just taking every chance that she can get. Just to perform in front of people and get a little bit better. I don't know. I'm trying to spin some I mean, positive look, shit out of it, but I mean, look, wasn't really. The reality much. of it is, dog. The reality of it is, dog, that the the pandemic. I guess motherfuckers haven't been able to perform. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Maybe this is what that was. But I'm sure there's another alternative to just stealing a motherfucker's mic and just because you're sweetie just doing it. I'm sorry. Again, <laughs> it's just. This wasn't the place to do it. She later got on IG Live and tried to clear that shit up and say that, oh, it wasn't. She was just playing around. I don't know. Man. Whatever bullshit she wanted to say, you know, it is what it is. It ha- what happened, happened. And that's that she went up there and kind of looked kind of weird doing what she was doing. That's all I can really say about it. Yeah. I don't really got much else to say about it other than it looked kind of funny, man. And not in a ha ha way. It was definitely not a natural, like an organic thing at all. It wasn't uh, at all. So, and, and she looked awkward. Like if you look at the video, she like she, you could tell that I feel she felt uncomfortable because people were probably looking at her like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, yeah. I mean, like how, it, you're going to look uncomfortable if you're trying to perform and everybody's just kind of like, oh, yeah. Like in the crowd, and again, yeah. unless you're a sweetie fan, unless it's a bunch of younger people who know that exactly what sweetie looks like, then you know you're not going to have that attention that you would get from you know a more popular artist or whatever so i don't know it was just it, it wasn't for me man nah nah i give it i i agree i agree 100 percent for <laughs> real now one thing that we have both discussed basically in the past is we are not a fan of posthumous albums even if we like yes. the artist um there's yes. a very as we discussed earlier there's a very love-hate relationship with those type of albums mm-hmm. because you love to hear you know, quote, air quote, new songs by mm-hmm. your favorite past, uh, uh, passed away artist. But at the same time, all they're really doing is chopping and screwing, especially if they didn't have like that much of a catalog, uh, a catalog of music. Uh, all they're yeah. doing is chopping and screwing stuff up. And my biggest example of that 
is fucking the notorious B.I.G. And Puffy doing all type of shit. Like when he came out with that, uh, the Biggie, the Biggie Duets, that's what it was called. Yeah. The Biggie exactly Duets album. I was like, at first I was just like, yes, this is going to be tight. And then I'm like, well, wait a minute. He only has so much music that was in the vault. Like he didn't really have that much music yeah. in the vault. So is, and then I heard it and I was just like, all right. So they just took all the songs that I already know the words to and just <laughs> took pieces of them and put them together, put them together in shit. So like, uh, I mean like, you know, I like that album and I don't like that album. And it's, it's, it's a very polarizing album for me. It's like, I, if I hear a song from it, I'm not going to be too upset because I like a lot of the songs on the album. I'm not going to front. There's yeah. at least a handful of songs on that joint that I really do fuck with. But at the same time, yeah, like, uh, if I'm going to rap these, I'd rather just rap the, where, where they're supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I remember, you know, we were talking before the show and I mentioned that I believe uh, it's called Spit Show Game, which again, you know, I know a lot of you are saying, nah, bro, you talk about Notorious Thugs. No, I'm talking about Spit Your Game, mm -hmm. which essentially is Notorious Thugs chopped up and placed over a different beat, mm -hmm. and again adding Bone Thugs, a new verse from new or new verses from Bone Thugs. So, oh, oh and don't forget Swiss Beats screaming all over the fucking track too. Uh, God forbid you don't have Swiss Beats screaming all over the track. Exactly. But like I said, completely. Now again, this was this was a love hate moment because the joint sounded cool and everything, but at the same time, I was like. This, I'd rather listen to the original. You know, going back to what you were saying, if mm -hmm. I'm going to listen to lyrics from Notorious Thugs, I'd rather listen to Notorious Thugs than this remix bullshit because it's just, it's just never going to hit the same. That's just the reality of it. You know, if exactly. nothing hits like the original, that's just the truth. And when you have all these things that, you know, probably weren't meant to be together, uh, these artists rapping together, like, uh, who, you know, just people who were on that album, I'm sure there was some that Biggie probably, if he had would have had to say, probably would have been like, nah. nah, nigga, don't do it. Exactly. So, you know what I mean? It's just, I, I, damn, I think there was one that was like featuring like a, this one was actually all right too, though. The one that's like, don't, uh, Mother, Don't You Cry, or something like that. Do you remember that joint? Where it's like with a, with a reggae artist? Ah, off the top of my head, no, but that's just because I've been. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Hold on, I'm about to it's, look it up though, because you know I'm gonna be fucked up about it if I don't. Yeah, I probably am gonna look it up actually. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Biggie, because it's been a long uh, time since I actually listened to that album. Oh, it's called Hold Your Head. Yes. Mm -hmm. Cause the sun has been in the streets and Yes, I remember that joint. I and again, I think the funny thing about that is that this was two, um, two posthumous artists. Yeah, Biggie and Bob Marley. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so neither one of them knew that this okay. That's that's crazy. That like I don't know that that happens. Yo, there was hella people on this album. Not to go too far off, but like, yeah, this album had a hella artists. Even Corn is on this album. Corn? Yeah, they're <laughs> on the, they're on the last track right before the outro. It's crazy. Yo, I forgot really all about that shit. I got to go back. <laughs> I'm really curious as to what verse they put on the corn song. Sorry. Um, I, that's what I'm interested in. I, like I said, I got to go back and listen to it now. Uh, but the reason that we took this whole tangent, speaking about posthumous albums and posthumous song releases. Oh, I forgot we hadn't even mentioned while we were talking yes, about it. Yes, <laughs> I hadn't. I had. I realized that like two seconds ago. <laughs> DMX is coming out with a posthumous album. It's supposed to be released on May 28th, so I think that's like in three weeks or so. Um, and it's called Exodus, and it's produced, one of the problems that I'm already having with it, I think completely by Swiss Beats. Now, Swiss Beats did produce everything back in the day with the Rough Riders, and yeah, that was cool back for them. But we've already, we've listened to a bunch of Rough Riders stuff uh, from back in the day, and we've done album reviews on old dmx albums and you know we've just listened to old stuff and we both both pretty much conceded that a lot of swiss beats beats <laughs> for lack of a better <laughs> yeah. word back in the early 2000s late 90s early 2000s were very like basic very fruity loop sounding um yeah, just... and they just did not hold up over time i mean we've had we did the jada kiss album review where we had that same shit and we talked about styles p music from back in the day where he was the main producer and it's the same shit and it's yeah. just like okay well the i i remember there was a song that was a big song that was produced by swiss beats i want to say it was like jay-z and beyonce maybe i don't really remember 
but it was a hit and everybody loved it and i don't really remember what it sounds like now because i just don't but i want to know what fucking swiss beats beats are actually going to sound like in 2021 like is i I have no idea i have no idea what this album is going to sound like at all look i've actually heard um obviously you know I'm a big Styles P fan, and for the most part, I guess out of the three Locks artists, that's who I keep up with the most. Mm-hmm. And him and Styles have always had a relationship, and they've always had songs together. So you know, they've worked together even later on in Styles' career and his you know later albums. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I I don't like those songs typically on on, on those new Styles albums typically. Mm-hmm. And again, it's because it just has like a kind of like a dated kind of sound. I just feel like, um, you know, ultimately, I've never really been a big fan of Swiss Beats' beats. Mm-hmm. And again, I to, to add to what you were saying, I hope he's not the one who's producing the whole thing exclusively. I hope this is something that was mostly done, maybe like 85% done, 75% done. And all they need to do is find a couple hooks and just get most of it mixed and mastered. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that was about all of the organizational work that swiss had to do yeah and I, ho- I hope that you know i hope it's a good album man i hope that i hope it's something like the pop smoke album because that's one of the few posthumous albums that i think we could both agree that was a good album mm-hmm. and wasn't just a weird album so again you know it's going to be interesting when it comes out and i believe it comes out next month is that no it comes out at the end of this month like, oh like, shit well there you go so, two and a half three weeks something like that yeah so again i don't know how i feel about that too because unless it was already scheduled to come out well they had weird. i don't remember when exactly it was scheduled to come out like i just remember hearing that it was in the works but this okay. is i feel like this posthumous album is going to be a little bit different simply because dmx hasn't been gone that long and it's obvious that you know he was already working on this album before he died so like you said maybe it's just a couple of hooks there the mix and master stuff for the most part but i don't really see that it'll be more it's not i don't think it's going to be on the line of like biggie duets or even pop smoke jump because like you could tell there were some songs on there like the woo i love the woo but it's like pop is basically singing the chorus and the hook and that's about it like the chorus and like and like the breakdown or whatever and everything else is done by it's like little baby and and 50 cent so yeah it's just kind of that was a weird sound like there's a couple of songs on that album where it just doesn't sound like it's his song but i feel like we won't really have that issue on this one since x was still alive to record i would assume at least 80 percent of this album hopefully more than that Uh, especially especially if they were able to put it together this quick mm -hmm. you know i mean after he passed i'm Mm -hmm. sure he had to have finished the majority of it i would i would hope and Um, i'm sure it would have came out before if he had in the past like i'm sure they were gonna go you know they they always try and do like a whole promo run he went and done the breakfast club and a whole bunch of podcasts and shit like that and then it would have came out you know and but it's it's, i don't know it's it's damn yo i heard I heard, I, I forgot um, who told the story, but somebody told a story about how they recorded a song with uh, DMX mm-hmm. and how I think he got into the studio and he was there and, you know, he's kind of intimidated because it was DMX. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the nigga fucking DMX just fell asleep for like fucking the whole, the whole night and then woke up at like five in the morning after being in the studio the whole night, spit his verse in one take. And left the fucking studio. Wow! Like he, that was he had to sleep on it. So so again, I I, I got to come back to you. Exactly, yeah, he had to sleep on it. I got to come back to you on, on who told the story. I want to say it was somebody from the locks, but I could be wrong. But I, I do remember that they were saying that that like they were expecting you know uh, a DMX to come in and he just laid on the ground, fucking fell asleep, <laughs> and woke up several hours later to uh, to do his part, and it was it was perfect. That's, that's that's I don't know, man. It, just speaks, it speaks on his on on X's greatness and his legacy, mm-hmm. just being a unique uh, just character in, in, in hip hop and just in life in general. You know, he was just somebody who's definitely going to be missed, and uh, you know, his legacy is going to continue for exactly. sure. Exactly, prayers up. And I also heard something. I don't want I don't want to go too far into it because I haven't read about it yet. But something about his daughter might be releasing an album in her father's mm. honor or something like that. I don't, okay. I, I don't really know if it was an album or like an EP or maybe she's got something on this album. Like I, like I said, I didn't read the article, but I was like, they said she got a bunch of tracks. I was like, okay, there you go. 
That's the up. one who spit the the, the verse to uh, the 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 song she wrote to the to spitting or to to slipping, excuse me, but at the oh, funeral. Oh, okay, okay, right, right, right. So right. that ought to be interesting. See where that goes. Yeah, but yeah, man, nah, for sure. I hope the album for is sure. good, and I hope fucking who uh, Swiss. I hope you are on point with the fucking beats, because last thing we needed to do is to sound like two thousand one up in this motherfucker. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Before we get into first listens today, y'all, we want to I want to talk about one more thing is I I think this is funny at the same time as like okay, kind of impressed, but um apparently North Carolina's own J Cole has been mm. signed to a, a Rwandan league basketball team. Yes, yes, yes. Um indeed. I forgot the name. I excuse me, forgive me. Yes, I forgot indeed, which team brother. uh it was. I had the name earlier, but I can't find it now. Um, but like apparently, yeah, he's already into the season a few games. Um, doing pretty well from what they say. I don't know if we can watch this here in the states, uh, but if we have any of our listeners in Africa, and I know that y'all are there, uh, if yeah. any of y'all happen to see any of these games and see our man J Cole on a team, let us know how he is doing in that league because I am let definitely me, interested to know. Let me just make a correction there. Hmm. He, uh, I believe his first game is this Sunday because oh. uh, I, I seen an article they were saying that his album releases on Friday and oh. his first professional basketball game oh. is on Sunday so I don't know okay it's, well it's, let it's, us know African let us know how he's yeah, doing for sure, <laughs> how, for how sure. he does I'm sure look let me tell you dog we the, the era that we live in I'm sure there's gonna be a video or hopefully there's a video footage of him playing out there and, and I'm sure we'll be able to see something so it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm curious to see how this came about because this is very, very random. Yeah. Granted, we, we said before that, you know, Cole is a he's a good basketball player, but not somebody that I would think could play professionally. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, he hasn't dropped music in the last three years, I want to say. So maybe he was off practicing. I don't know. But Well, he says he's retired. Remember, like, apparently. Oh, well, I, not after this album. I think he has um, one more album or some shit. He, he he made the whole little thing, yeah. But yeah. I think he he still has a couple more to go. I mean, it doesn't and, even uh, matter if you retire from being a musical artist these days. You I'm probably still, still gonna release music. Even not Logic uh, about to come out with a new off. album too. So <laughs> is he? I heard that he wants to come out with something. Like he said, he he gonna go back into the studio sometime soon. So right, this nigga Young Dolph came out couple weeks ago and was like yeah i'm retiring from music this is the last album you lie nah, not 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 retiring from music retiring from music but um <laughs> jesus christ yo them niggas i don't know shout out to shout out to memphis and, and tennessee niggas man y'all y'all the, y'all the illest right now but that shit is fucking hilarious man the whole south the way that y'all talk man i i sometimes i have to walk around with an urban dictionary with if i if i go That's back to atlanta fact. though for real but bless up to Atlanta because I know we got listeners there. <laughs> That's a fact. All right, y'all. So we're going to go ahead and go into these first listens for today. And the first one that I want to do, we're going to do two two songs from this new out al- the Alchemist album. It's called the the album is called Thing of Ours. And I want to do oh, the first one I want to listen to is called Nobles, and it features Earl Sweatshirt and somebody called navy blue who i've never heard of but you know we can do that all right so you ready yep let's do it let's do it a few minutes later all right all right sir what'd you think i thought the drum was dope man um i really like the sample obviously that uh alchemist used obviously everybody knows uh, alchemist samples legendary one of the better without a doubt better sample users i would say uh as far as hip-hop goes facts and uh dope Really, really dope verse by Earl Sweatshirt. Um, I think this was definitely catered made to his style. Oh yeah, the same style that he that he has that we heard in the last album that we reviewed from him. Mm-hmm. The, um, I think the name right now. Um, and that was a while ago too. Some raps, <laughs> some some rap, some rap songs. I think is what it was called. I think some that's what song. it was called. Yeah, because I mean, if you've listened so, to Earl before, you know that he is a very like I don't want to say like a particular way that he goes at it, but he has like kind of a particular sound. That he always that he has, yeah, for sure. And for it's sure. just vicious. And some people just don't like it, and some people can't do a lot of it. But I mean, like, I'm, I, it's vicious to me. I think that Earl is is mean, but he's also one of the like most past over lyricists. Oh yeah, for sure. But I agree sure. with you. I think uh, this song is dope as fuck. My bad, I didn't mean to cut you. <laughs> oh no, you go, you go, bro. Um, <laughs> now, uh, what the only thing I was gonna say was I'm not sure who uh, the blue was uh, or navy blue. I'm not sure. But, I'm just I'm just gonna 
throw a wild assumption that, that maybe this is the original artist from the original sample because sometimes artists have i guess that as a as a as a as a thing that you need to do in order to sample it like okay if you want to sample it you got to put us on the actual track mm-hmm. so maybe that's the case here i've seen it happen a lot of times in rap so i don't know but it could also be know. whoever that was that was essentially like talking for the chorus it could yeah, be that yeah. person so hey let, let me just say that at the end of the song that i, I really like that little wavy little spacey kind of yeah monologue that was going on i'm not even sure what it really was but um, it was it was dope. I really like this one for sure. Yeah, this joint is vicious. All right, well let's go ahead and go into our second listen from this album today, and that one is called TV Dinners, and it features Boldly James and Sideshow. Now I don't know who either one of these artists are, but I guess we're about to find out, huh? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> right, find out. Let's go. A few minutes later. All right. All right. What'd you think, sir? Again, man, I thought the joint was really dope. I thought. One thing I like about uh, Alchemist albums, I feel, is that they all kind of, um, each song kind of plays into the next one. Uh, there's usually a skit that kind of plays a little bit for like a couple seconds, and then it kind of just goes into the next track. So, mm-hmm. and you can tell the same thing happens on this track. Um, again, that I feel like that's very impressive, uh, even as a producer to be able to have that kind of creativity to do that kind of shit. And I don't know. I've, I've heard Alchemist do this. With the Freddie Gibbs and Currency album that he, oh, yeah. that he produced, he did that throughout that joint, and 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 it sounds like he did it on this joint. And and so far, he's two for two on this shit. I thought the shit was dope. I thought the rapping was dope. Both of these guys, uh, like you said, I had never heard of them, but they were dope. Both of them were dope, and uh, yeah, vicious, vicious beat as well. So can't complain. Yeah, I feel like this is gonna be if the first two songs are any indication. I mean, like I said, there's only four songs on here, and then there's the the four instrumentals for them. So, like, this could end up being literally one of the best hip-hop projects of the year, and I only have to listen to two more songs (laughs) on the whole thing. But, I mean, the first two were so fucking strong. This song is so vicious. I love the way that they use this sample. Like, it wasn't overused, even though it was used a lot. And that was a that's a very, very, very fine line to cross or or to, to skirt when you're yeah. when you're using that just like that section of the beat because it's only like like it's that that one section that he just loops right. over and over and over again and that can easily get annoying but it's just very smooth between the lyrics and then the rest of the beat along with that sample like he did a fucking phenomenal job on this like the alchemist the rapping on it from both these artists is is yeah. impeccable like alchemist knows how to pick motherfuckers to rap on his shit like I, he just has that man good great job yeah no that's a fact that one was dope let's go with fuck let's just go with the uh the new j cole interlude let's do it all right a few minutes later all right so what do you think about this one bro i like this joke but you can definitely tell that young thug has rubbed off on this nigga look man (laughs) let me just say i think it's a good thing i think it's a great thing i'm saying just an observation not a criticism Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. But let me just, I guess, to get my my part, I, I thought this one was really dope. I really, really, really liked, I guess, the singing slash rapping that he was doing at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I thought that joint was really, I thought that was a very intricate pocket he was kind of doing that in. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I kind of had to listen to that again just to fully kind of get a grasp for that. But that was, to me, that was my favorite part, just off of one listen. I thought the beat was dope. Mm-hmm. Again, not saying this in a bad way, but it sounds like it's a J. Cole produced joint and it, it probably is going to be a J. Cole produced album. Most likely. Most likely, um, which I have a gripe with or a gripe against, but I'll, I'll, I'll get to that in another day. I get you. But not. Nah. Nap King Cole. Say it again? Nap King Cole, as my friend has been calling him for years. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, but um, but yeah, man, I, I I thought this was dope. Um, this this definitely got me excited for the new album. And again, that joint comes out this Friday, so you already know we're gonna be listening to some more joints on the joint on uh, our next episode for sure. Yes, sir. Like I said, I did like this joint. I really did. It was actually very lyrical with the sing the sing songy uh, delivery of it. Uh, and the sing-songy delivery wasn't bad. I, I, I don't. You see, I can get over the sing-songy delivery as long as you come out with something lyrical in the song, which he very much did. So he 
he picked up a little he picked up the flow side at the elements of the flow side from young thug but he still kept it j cole in how he like lyrically brought the delivery of the song you know what i'm saying how what right. lyrics he put into the song so like no, i can respect it it's like it's like when we listen to the 21 savage album and i was like damn this nigga has really grown he's been on some other beats mm. that i've never heard him on he switched up his flow like i never heard him do like it's yeah. it's like this j cole really he's been in his own lane and has had his own flow and style for a few years now that he's been off in the wilderness now he came right. back with something that sounds completely different but still sounds j cole I mean, Thanks. that's just growth. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I respect no, it. For sure. And I definitely want to go back and listen to the whole thing again because I was like, at first, no lie, I was really just trying to get over the fact that, I, that like, as soon as he started, probably about five, six bars in, I was like, this nigga sound like Young Thug. What? And it's just that it's like, he get, I see where he picked it up, but it was like, the more I listened to it, the more I realized, okay, he took elements of that nigga's flow style yep. and just mixed it into his shit and made it his own. And it's... It's such a clean mix. It's like you can see where the inspiration came from, but the inspiration is it's not like a carbon copy of that inspiration. And for that, man, I give respect. And again, I think um I think again that's just a sign of a great artist because the reality of it is that we're all as an artist, I feel like everybody's inspired by or should be inspired by everybody, you know, because yeah. that's just the reality of it, you know, and and uh, in order to not straight up copy the person i think the best way to do it is how cole did it incorporate it incorporate it within your own style which i think he did very well here mm -hmm. um and make it your own for lack of better words and, and i think that's what he did so kudos to, to to cole on his joint very excited for a new album and uh can't wait exactly all right so for the next song we're gonna go ahead and check out mr isaiah rashad featuring duke deuce and this is the song Lay With Ya. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Isaiah Rashad just released a new project this past weekend. So this is one of those songs. So we're going to check it out. All right, bet. Let's do it. A few minutes later. All right. So what do you think about that, John, bro? Started off a little weird, but it was not bad. The beat is so relaxed. And I was like, I was like, and I was listening to it when I first started. I was just like, I don't think I'm going to like this. But by the time it ended, I was like. I was really wrong about that. <laughs> but honestly, I'm not going to lie. I like the second verse better than I like the first verse. Just because the really? first the first verse to me, it just creeped and crawled along because he was just like, he was doing like that Rick Ross flow that I say where he'll just rap the, the certain slow way the whole song. And there's just so much open space in it. It's just like, it just feels like it took forever for the, for, for the verse to end. It wasn't bad lyrically. It just felt yeah. like it just took forever. Look, man, let me just say, Shout out to whoever produced that for a flawless sample of Riding in the Chevy by 3-6 Mafia. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 and by flawless sample, I, it sounds like all he did was just loop the, um, the hook a couple times and, and just add a couple, couple drums to it. But it just sounded really good. Whatever, I guess, drums they added to it made it sound more to this date because that song was from 1990. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, gotta love that a good just, sample. You gotta love a good sample. And again, I just love when I know exactly where it's from. I know it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's the music nerd in me that it, I just love that shit, man. So it was really dope to hear that here. Y'all know I'm a sucker for a good sample. I like both verses. Um, at first I thought I wasn't going to like the second verse mm -hmm. because it just, he kind of sounded a little out of pocket as far as his rhyming style, but he ended up finishing really dope. I thought the, the verse was dope and both verses were dope. And, um, I like this one. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. This jump was, it was, it was way, I ended up being completely different about it than when I went in. And that's like, I feel like that's always a good thing. Oh, facts. That's a fact. All right. Well, thank y'all for rocking with us as always. This is the end of our episode. But before we get out of here, y'all know we got to hit y'all off with some type of recommendation to go yes, check sir. out. So, sir, what you got this week? I, uh, so we talked about Mortal Kombat last week, y'all. Uh, mm -hmm. And whether you liked it or you didn't, you know, I personally actually went back and finished watching it. Wasn't the biggest fan of it. So I had to get the sour taste out of my mouth for how they butchered the beginning of Mortal Kombat. Let me just say, and we'll me and you will talk about this a little bit later. Right. But but how they but in my opinion, how they butchered the beginning of Mortal Kombat. Mm -hmm. I had to wash this out of my mouth and watch the Mortal Kombat Legends movie, Scorpion's Revenge. If y'all have not watched that, it's a really dope animated movie. It's a full-length animated movie. I believe mm -hmm. it's about an hour and 30 minutes. Yep. 
essentially they just retell to begin the first Mortal Kombat game, but they focus on Scorpion's story, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really, really dope uh, movie. If you haven't watched it, if you haven't seen any of the Mortal Kombat animated movies, this is probably one of the better ones, I would say. And uh, I think they did a really good job at just, again, retelling uh, the first Mortal Kombat game story. And uh, yeah, it was a dope, dope animated movie. So definitely check that out if you haven't. Mortal Kombat Legend, Scorpion's Revenge. That's a really good one. I saw that one like a couple months yeah. ago. It's dope. Yeah, it's dope. Really dope. Well, my my uh, recommendation today is going to be, if you didn't already see it this past Saturday, mm-hmm. the R&B girl groups SWV and Escape did a Versus on the Versus channel, of course, on Instagram. And if you are into R&B or if you are into the if you grew up with them, this was an an awesome thing to watch because they came out guns blazing i mean like they did the the songs that they did they had the the people's choice joints and then they had the ones where they actually got up and sang the songs and the ones that they got up and sang live they all killed i'm giving it coco from swv tasha from escape and tiny from escape these are the mvps of the fucking versus battle but the whole versus was vicious overall. These are like actual female groups who like they sang, they harmonized, they could do acapella. They were right. just vicious. And if you're an R&B fan and you like R- 90s R&B, I would say definitely go check these joints out because you're going to find some of the best songs from 90s R&B in right. these two groups catalogs. And and it's amazing. Plus, like you see, like they worked with uh, like Jermaine Dupree and Puffy right. And the brat, and just so many different art Wu Tang Clan. Like, they just, there's so many different jumps. Like, I would say, like, one of my favorite SWV jumps was when they did anything. They did it for the uh, Above the Rim soundtrack movie from the mm. 90s. If y'all go back and watch that jump, good movie. Yeah. And they did it with Wu Tang. And it was the first time I'd ever heard Wu Tang on an R&B song. Like any member of Wu Tang, except for right. of course Method Man, because you yeah, know. yeah, but uh, but like it, and of course Method Man is one of the ones on this track, but it's so vicious the way that they dog, like it's it was it was an amazing versus. If you are an R and B fan, just go check it out. Or if you look want to know anything about nineties R and B, that is a good stepping stone. Bet, bet, definitely. All right, I'll check that out. Well, any other words of wisdom you want to give these folks before we get up out of here today, sir? Hey, man, definitely thank y'all for tuning in and rocking with us, man. Rocking another week with us. And next week, like I said, definitely stay tuned for that Doggy Style by uh, Snoop Dogg Legendary Album. So we're going to definitely review that and check that out. And again, if you haven't checked out the Jack Harlow album, please go do us a favor. Go check that out. Yes, sir. And thank you for rocking with us, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Again, thank you for rocking with us, and y'all know y'all can find us for your listening pleasure on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Republic, and Google Podcasts. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at HQ Podcast, and yes, it is all spelled out. Go! And you can also find us by going to Facebook.com and searching out Hip Hop His Podcast. We there. Shit, Google us. You'll find us. Google it, baby. All right. All right, y'all. As again, uh, we're gonna thank y'all a million times in the episode. Thank y'all for listening. Yes, sir. Take care of yes, each sir. other. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. Be good. And if you can't be good, just be the best that you can be. And if you can't do that, just make your mama proud, man. It was, it was Mother's Day yesterday, so happy Mother's Day to all happy moms Mother's out Day. there. And if you ain't making her proud, then fuck you, nigga. It was Mother's Day. Yesterday. <laughs> there you go. Proud, 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 proud. Right at the end of the episode, <laughs> I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. We love you. We out of here. Peace. Peace.